Hey, we should grab coffee sometime. This is one of the most frequently used phrases by creatives seeking to set up a meeting and connect. Who knows how many ideas, plans, and relationships have been built over a cup of coffee? This is why we decided to start the Creatives Grab Coffee podcast, a platform where we invite creatives to come and discuss various topics about the industry all over a cup of coffee. So, so let, let us start. The funny thing is today we're drinking coffee that is uh, from the classics, the Costco coffee. Have you had you that? Costco coffee? Yeah. So I, we went we went to my parents' house and uh, my mom said, like, how much are you paying for coffee? I told her, like, $15 a bag um from the local place and she's like are you kidding me for 15 dollars, i get a kilo of beans i'm like espresso she's like yes well okay then so this is what we're starting off with today like see the classics though is the the nescafe the instant coffee coffee. that's what i have every morning it's the easiest thing to make it's funny because i was drinking that um back in 2016 almost every day uh right before i met vicky and when she found out how i was um, how I was drinking my coffee. She said, you're an animal. You're going to start drinking some proper coffee. And so she started introducing me to all these different ones. Yeah, I don't have the grinder, like, you know, thing you grind the coffee and everything in the machine. Yeah. And I keep being lazy and not get it. The thing is, you were also <laughs> giving me problems. For, you were saying, why are you drinking Nescafe? This is so terrible. I don't like this. And meanwhile, now that's all you drink. I went to Healthy Planet. I got one of those like high-end, like instant coffee ones. He's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Uh, anyways, let's get into it. So this is episode one of the Creatives Grab Coffee podcast. And, you know, the name kind of just stuck out to us because we found that anytime we were trying to meet or network with people, uh, I was always saying at the end of my emails, yeah, let's grab a coffee next week. You know, what are you up to? And then they're like, okay, let's do it. So for those of us who don't know, uh, know who we are, Dario, how do you want to describe I am a uh, multi-millionaire, um, philanthropist, billionaire, Iron Man. I am Iron Man. <laughs> he was trying to figure out a bit. I was trying, to, was trying to figure out a bit right there. I but was it trying didn't... to remember what Tony Stark said in the movie. And I'm like, I remember he said philanthropist. I remember he said billionaire. And I remember the Iron Man bit. Well, okay. Let's let's kind of go into the backstory of how we kind of got into the into the filmmaking industry. So, for me, I started I started dabbling in in video content when I think I was I think about eighteen, just as I was going into university. Mm-hmm. And the first two years were a little bit more of that, just dabbling for fun, nothing too serious. Uh, and then it all started when I did you uh, school have like a film program or something? what my my high school yeah no i i had a friend uh who kind of introduced it to me originally him and i were trying to go into business together but you know clearly it didn't work out so we just went our separate ways and um i just continued in marketing at ryerson you um, never told me about this guy i've told you many times. <laughs> uh but anyway like uh, while i was in school i had just bought my first camera which back then uh, was a hell of a lot of money for the quality that is out there now. I cannot believe. Which camera was it? It was the Canon T2i. That was T2i. my that was my first, my first camera that I ever bought. I remember it cost me about seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, luckily, I had some money saved up for my birthday at the mm-hmm. time, and uh, I was able to to get it. And that camera lasted me quite a quite a bit. Um, and then I think it was in twenty thirteen, the summer of twenty thirteen, when I went to Bulgaria with my family. Uh, we were hiking up in the real mountains and you know when you're on a mountain at 
what was it like 2700 feet you above gotta sea take level selfies right well selfies were like just starting to get really, 2013 right like when they were selfies start well selfies probably started a lot earlier than that but um i think i think at that time is like when it was all over the place like that was like when people were starting to really realize that videos and photos are going to be so major in social media and so people started to focus a lot on that mm -hmm. but anyways when i was up in the mountains um I decided, okay, you know what, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to do marketing or do I want to take a risk and try to go for filmmaking? And I realized, okay, you know what? I like marketing, but I don't think I like it as a career. Uh, I'm going to go for it with filmmaking and figure it out. Um, I'm just going to do it. And <laughs> at the, set, the same moment when I realized that, I'm like, okay, I just chose a career that I'm not going to make any money in. I accepted it at that moment instantly. I'm like, I'm not going to make any money. That's it. So what, what, what is the rational... What is the rational move uh, to do now? And I realized, okay, I got two years left to school. Let me see if there's some way to get into the film program that's um, practical yeah. without wasting money or time. Uh, and I looked into it, but I realized, you know what? Screw it. Let me just finish my last two years. I've already spent this much time. Spent, in yeah, it. you're already halfway. I'm already halfway. Like I might as well. Did you have transferred a lot of the credits over or no? No, I was basically oh, I was from scratch. I would have I would have had to start from scratch. Oh, so that would have been like six years by the end of it. Exactly. And then I re and then I I had friends of mine. I had some friends in the film program at Ryerson, and they told me. Yeah, the first two years are just, you know, you working with a film camera or a lot of theory and things like that. I'm like... All outdated stuff. All, exactly. Like, I'm not going to spend 25 grand in time and effort over the next two years just to learn stuff and be back to where I am right now still. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Let me just finish school. I'll use the, the same two years to um, study, to study uh, filmmaking on the side practice a little bit and then by the time I graduate then I can go out all out and yeah. and uh, and start now the thing that I didn't expect though is when I when I got back um, fortuitously one of our uh, our now friends uh, Mo he reached out to me on Facebook at the time I didn't know him and he asked me to join his uh, his student group that he was starting at, at the business school and at first I'm like I, I want to do filmmaking I don't want to be part of a student group it's going to be a waste when of time when was this around what time this was I think in it's been like around September no mi no mid-July this was mid-July oh, mid-July okay it, it was in the summer when he reached out to me because I had never met Mo 2013 2013 yeah. yeah I had just got back from um, I had just gotten back from Bulgaria knowing okay this is what I'm going to do let's get things kind of started uh, so the first thing I, I started doing was actually putting together some travel videos of my trip because I went not only to Bulgaria I also went to France uh, and did I go to England I, I don't remember but I did a couple of videos from that and I was just focusing on that when I got the message from Mo and he told me I want you to be my guy for marketing and I said I don't want to do marketing I'm planning to be a filmmaker he's like okay you're gonna be my VP of media I'm like, who are you because <laughs> I didn't know who he was I'd never met him in person but yeah. Uh, he told me that he he knows of me and he knows how good I am and, and what I do. And I said, okay, let's meet and talk. And so the rest is history with that. I started working with him in the student group. And then the first video I made um, was a promo video for the student group. And somehow that got shared everywhere. I think I remember it. It was like that you were jumping off the truck at one point. Was that it? That like was when you discovered like the Steadicam, no? That was like the second or third. That was like the second or third video I did after okay. that. Um, but the very first one was this very, I, I look back on it. And it's such a bare bones video of randomness 
but it was it was like the first thing that people had seen uh, within that circle. Um, so to give a little bit of context of uh, the Ted Rogers School, um, the, about 10% of the student body was very involved uh, with all the student groups, the extracurriculars and everything. It was like a big community. And yeah. so once you broke into that, everyone, everyone saw knew each other. Everyone knew each yeah. other. Everyone saw everything. Um, it wasn't something I had planned or thought about. And when we released that video, um, it got like a thousand views within a couple good of weeks. Student group for a student group, that's really good. Yeah, like for what it was, it it actually got quite a bit of attention. Like even getting a couple hundred views, that meant all the people within that space saw it. And it wasn't they weren't even like a big student group at the time. No, it wasn't. The the thing yeah. that made uh, so the student group that we uh, that most started was a speech and debate one, which mm, wasn't right, around. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't around at the time, so it was brand new. They and, had Toastmasters, but this this was different from Toastmasters. Yeah, this was different, and. Um, this was more like um, uh, something a little bit more raw with debate uh, and speech coaching. That, that's what most right, hook right. was yeah, with yeah. it. And uh, because it was so new, a lot of people were watching it and were really curious to see how everyone was doing. He actually brought on board a lot of people from different student groups that he knew were talented. Like he, It's like he went to every student group, got the best of the best, and put <laughs> yeah. it together like an all-star all <laughs> team of people. Like This was one of the most productive student groups I had ever uh, had been associated with uh -huh. without actually having to do 50,000 meetings, which was what was that was a big thing, right? A lot of meetings for no reason. Do you remember like people would say like, uh, like, Hey, can, can we, uh, get to work on this? Yeah. Let's set up a meeting in three days and, uh, and then we can go over what, I we, think that just what we will do. Not even, not even do it yeah. to go over what we will do. I feel like that probably continues into like workplace, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Cause everyone always complains about like dumb meetings they have to attend and like nothing ever gets done. It's because it's the old school mentality where you also make yourself sound important yeah. and busy. And it was the thing that was better if you say, like, I have a meeting to attend. To. Oh, maybe it's like a nice way to like not do work. You're like, I got a meeting. You know, let me just quickly do that. I got, I got like two or three meetings tonight. I, just, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Talk I just to can't you. do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> that quick 30 second call. I can't do it. I got a meeting. Yeah. And I remember. Um, so like once that video, um, uh, once that video was released and everyone had seen it, that's when student groups started to approach me and yeah. ask me, hey, can you do a video for us as well? And at the time I was thinking, okay, I obviously can't charge a hell of a lot because this is like, I've only done like a couple actual videos that I yeah. put out there. I want to make something minor. Like, uh, like I just want to make a little bit just so that I can, um, uh, you know, make it worth it and I can actually get a little bit of income to start getting better gear. So I just started charging $150. Really? That was it. That's yeah, all. It's not bad if you're just starting out. That's all that I was. Uh, that's all that I was making, and they were usually like two to three minute videos. I would probably go in for one day, like or like half a day to shoot. And, yeah. Um, starting out, looking back, it, it was a good way it's to do bad. it. I basically did it like that because I wanted to make it in the habit where I don't do things for free mm -hmm. from the beginning. Even if you charge a little bit, it's good to do that because it tells people that you have value for your work. Yeah. It's funny though, like with that amount, it's like oh, I can only buy like a small battery. I know, like, it, it's funny because, like... It, everything costs so much. Everything costs so much, but, you know, the thing that helped a lot in the beginning is when you have limitations, that's when a lot of creativity comes out. Yeah. That's the thing that I noticed, and I feel like that was a luxury that... Um, the luxury of limitation, I think, is very... Uh, it's overlooked by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about it, a lot of the best pieces of work uh, in the film industry, in advertising, in documentaries... 
a lot of the time it, it comes with limitations and raw moments. I mean, one of the... Mind you, their limited budgets are still... Limitations are damn high. <laughs> limit, limitations are limitations. The thing that um, made it a bit more, uh, like for example, in the movie Casino, there was that one scene uh, between Robert De Niro and Sharon Stone, who, which was very intimate. Which scene? The one where there, uh, where she was crying and he was trying to comfort her on the bed. Okay. Uh, and it was very intimate. It was a lot of emotion. Uh, of all the takes that Martin Scorsese had, the one he included in the film was one where it was just a slight. Uh, adjustment from the camera up where he moved the camera uh, it's such a minor thing uh, but a lot of people would have wanted to redo it but when he was in the editing room he noticed you know what that limitation or, or thing that happened uh, from the moment uh, made that scene better that's probably the best take with the emotion because I don't that, even remember that that's what I mean going back to um, uh, to the time at Ryerson um, I started to charge $150 per video, and mm -hmm. that's when I was immediately approached by the biggest student group in, in the school, which was uh, the Ted Rogers Management Conference. RMC. Yeah, and they wanted to do quite a bit of content that year. They wanted to do five videos and then a same-day edit video of the three-day conference mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the year. And I think at the time, this was probably the first big, big contract that I had set myself up with. Uh, I said, okay, uh, for all this, let's do 1500 <laughs> Yeah. Which nowadays it's like, okay, only for like, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit of work. That can only get you so much, like, but we lose money on this. <laughs> exactly. But at the, at the time I thought to myself, wow, you know how much I can get with 1500 just like throwing money I was there? just, <laughs> I was really, I was excited. And, um, and so I, I developed like three or four promo videos for them. Uh, and then, um, wait, did they, were that, was that okay with their budget or was that like, you had to like sell them on it or were they just like, yeah, no, they yeah. were cool with it. They were cool. Like yeah. right away. Like, did you leave that meeting going like, how much should I leave on the table? Or? No, man. That, that was my first I, dude. I, at that point I had only been negotiating <laughs> for a month in the, I was in the industry for one month yeah. in the industry. But you know, if someone gives you a quick yes right away, you're like... It wasn't like that. Mm. I, th I think they actually told me that the guy that they originally were talking to had quoted them like 2500 for... Oh, I see. Okay, so you got... I, I got a ballpark, yeah, yeah. and they told me 2500 for one video. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that was like the conference video that they would do. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what? This, this could be something good for me. Let's, I'll do, I could do 1500 That's yeah. also a lot more than what I was going to charge anyway. Compared to 150 that's well, like 10 times like the regular amount. But I but think about it like this. I made five or six videos for them. So 150 by 5, that's a or by 6, that's about 900 bucks, 1000 bucks total roughly. So okay. I just tacked on 500 yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was done deal, started developing content for them and because they were the biggest, everyone in the school was looking at what TRMC was doing. So even more and more uh, student groups started coming to me and uh, uh, and asking to do work with me and the thing that's surprising is I, I didn't realize how an opportunity like that just popped out of nowhere. You know, it's like I was riding a wave for a little bit. And I think it was uh, right at November or December when you reached out to me and you were saying that you were thinking about switching over to do video as well. Mm -hmm. What was it that made you decide to jump into filmmaking and um, instead of business law? So at the time, if I remember correctly, during the summer, I was helping out this YouTube channel 
Um, we both were on that. We both were on that. Yeah, I think that's how we well, we met before that. But then you joined that YouTube channel, and then I started coming along. So we were both doing videos. Yeah. For that channel, right? Yeah. Um, I don't even remember the name of that thing by now. But uh, anyways, that's when I got a taste of like shooting, um, and you know, you know, like just being a, a, a videographer mm -hmm. and camera operator and i liked it i thought it was really fun right yeah um so i remember that thing ended up dissolving at one point and then you were off doing your own thing and then when i was seeing what you were doing i was like oh that's pretty cool stuff right and i wanted to get back into it mm -hmm. so i remember reaching out to you again around november december and i was like hey if you need an extra set of hands let me know i'd love to get back into the 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 video world right mm -hmm. and um yeah we we started doing i think the first shoot i came on it was some fashion thing you were doing some fashion video because i remember the very first thing was just uh you were shooting something in one of the rooms and you were assisting and i was just assisting yeah and i was like i just really want to shoot something funny on the camera <laughs> funny story though funny story with that first uh with that first shoot was i had just bought these new lights off Amazon. Oh yeah, the lights. Okay, yeah, tell them. So these are these are buying buying lighting equipment from Amazon is it's only Russian roulette if you don't know the brands that you're buying from. And at the time, obviously, I wasn't too educated with what was working and what wasn't because LED lights were not as big back then. This was still the fluorescent. Still age? fluorescent and light bulbs were the, the heat up the and everything. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought these lights with fluorescence because they also don't heat up as quickly. Yeah. And I set up the lights there and immediately <laughs> two or three of the bulbs just burnt out yeah. and started stinking up the place. Like chemical smell. Like I remember yeah, that, that was, stuff was probably toxic. Yeah. I, I could not believe that it happened. Like I like I just used it once. And this was like my first time shooting with you. Tell me, what's this guy doing? Like what's he getting, right? Maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> Was, Maybe this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> funny thing is, you didn't say anything though, because you you didn't know better back then either. So. <laughs> it's like, what were you gonna say to me? But yeah, I, I go because then I remember uh, the lights. We didn't have lights, so I remember what you did was uh, we just used the natural light from the outside because mm -hmm. it was that place right by the courtyard yeah. on the main floor. So we just opened up the the blinds, and I remember you just did like a like a gimbal walkthrough with the, the you had the. Uh, there was like 10 or 20 people and you yeah. had them stand in like two rows and you just went down the row. Uh, so I guess that goes back to what you were saying about working with your limitations. Because I think it was actually better that way because those lights were not... You had just one set of lights. What were you going to do with that, right? Well, it was, it was there were three lights. There were three oh, there big were three. lights. Oh, wait. Didn't we still use them? I think just one of them we, burned out, right? It was like a couple of the bulbs burnt out. But the oh, lights we like missed. We Frankenstein them. We had like one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of like did like a very basic spread and just worked with the concept yeah, yeah yeah granted these were concepts that if you look back on them now they're they're a little goofy in what they were but i think at the time it was very no like one was doing student videos at the time nobody was doing anything and no one's done well i don't know how it is now but i remember like a year or two after we left this is what stopped. i don't get no one in the film program i don't know why no one in the film program thought okay if these kids need experience let me hook them up to the business school the student groups there and get them to make videos for the student groups because a there's a need there's, there's a, a need there's a big need there's for a it. need uh they could they have all the equipment there like we had to like oh we had to like, buy our own stuff i remember right? i remember in november i went and i had to and i bought i knew i needed a better camera yeah so i dropped 
two and a half thousand dollars on a new camera and in 16 with the 24 to 105 exactly that was such that was such a big expense. i got that in january too i remember that that was a big purchase i remember you, you, big boy camera i'm like oh look now i got it you the, know the funny thing is when you bought your camera you were barely even doing any video at that point you actually yeah. bought it for our first shoot as well uh the first the fashion one for the fashion yeah one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah after it was after we did that um uh, that one where you assisted but yeah, why don't they, why don't they, like, because, uh, okay, those kids coming out of film school, they need, if they want to get started in, in, in the field, you know, like, it'll be good if they have a portfolio, right? A reel, something, right? You could get that so easily from the student group videos, right? You get practice so, in, so you get your producing in, your, your directing client skills, client management, like, because we were like a one-man band. We were doing producing, directing, shooting, audio op, editing, <laughs> Not to the same extent. Not now we now we have a roster of people we can just call upon them, right? But before yeah. it was like we were doing like five rolls into one, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing all that stuff for 150 bucks. Yeah, like if they if they did it like kind of like how um, remember our capstone? Uh, well, actually, I had a capstone course where they matched us with companies to do actual marketing projects for. Mm. That could have been a good way to also be not necessarily like a capstone, but like a like a third year even. Uh, thing where they pair you up with different student groups, work with them throughout the year to help them develop content, be creative. They get content, you learn. Uh, you could even do it as like a team. It's like pair three people together from the film program to go do content for that. Yeah. And every, 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 um, every like I think year or so, I like to check in to see if any of the groups have done content. Have they been doing since. anything? really nothing the only we did a lot those two years we were there we did a lot of stuff i remember we were like we were the only guys that were doing it and everyone yeah. wanted a piece of us because when you started helping me like even even when you got your camera that first year i was still pretty much handling all the all the workload and yeah. you were just coming to help me shoot a lot uh and then it was the year after that when we decided to start a business together uh and then try to broaden it a little bit more um after you started shooting with me, you actually helped uh, in the sense of like getting different types of footage, different angles, you know, and I think the first really big one that we did together was the actual conference for the Ted Rogers Management Conference. Yeah, which was at the end of the year, right? No, no, that was midway through the second semester. Was it midway through? It was midway through. But that was also the, that second semester where I was doing the videos where that was when I really burnt out. Yeah, I remember you were like... I, I burnt out so bad. You got those like uh, black spots under your eyes. They're oh. still there to this day. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, <laughs> they're like permanently ingrained from that. Because at that point, I um, I had a full course load. Um, and, and I was uh, minoring in entrepreneurship. So most of my courses were all project-based. Yeah. Where you'd have to meet with people to go over stuff. Which takes a lot of time and effort. Um, so I had that. Five or six classes of that. I was working at the bank part-time, like two, three times a week. Um, uh, I also had a girlfriend at the time, so that's also almost like another part-time job, that's right? A, no, that's a full-time job. It's almost a full-time <laughs> job, exactly, exactly. And and on top of that, I, I shot and edited and organized 15 videos in three months. It was a lot, man. I did not... I think I slept three hours a night for those three months, and I realized, okay, I've hit my tipping point. I'm going to spread it out a little bit. And the first thing I did was, uh, I actually started a little bit before that, but I was slowly starting to raise my prices. I went from 150 to 500. And then for the following year, uh, when we were in business together, I think we started charging between 500 to 1,000, depending on mm -hmm. how big the scale of the project was. 
Benefits um, of a monopoly, no competition. <laughs> well, that, exactly. There, there really wasn't. I mean, there were a couple people. They had the, like, those student groups had the budget. They would waste so much money on, like, just bullshit. Well, that, like, that, that's what I was noticing. That's yeah. why the prices started going yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I, had, yeah. I had one student some group. controversy there, too, eh? Oh, there was so much controversy. Like the <laughs> some one... of it made the news, too. <laughs> oh, no, that was the student union. That was completely, oh, union, that yeah. was separate from what we were doing, but the um, the interesting thing was like I noticed that they had budgets so I started raising my prices pretty early on and this one student group uh, the marketing exec there I knew him and he started pulling the card oh you know we're friends yeah. you know like come on you can do it <laughs> this, for less this is business bro <laughs> I told him like I, I can't man like you're asking me to do this everyone else is paying me this I can't yeah. charge you less when I'm charging them this price yeah for me, it was a learning experience. You know, I, I learned, okay, you there know. There were enough student groups. Then. There were enough student groups coming at that point. At that point, like, I was just like, Those okay. positions only last I, one year anyways. Then I, it's new blood. I got I got time. Like, I, I don't have that much time. I can only take on so much work, you know. So I graduated in two years, but I got time. The, the funny thing is, like, it, it, it was almost as if, uh, like, like uh, my name was a luxury with the brand name <laughs> it was like a brand name like i even had people saying like well, we want that that akira lazaroff film at the end of our student group videos like people were saying that i had i had not planned any of that to, to yeah. be where it was i was just riding this whole wave for that imagine you were year. waiting in line at timmy's inside trs you're like i don't have to have to wait in line you know who i am <laughs> imagine though <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was very humbled that I that so many people were coming to me like this. Like I, I think in that first year, that uh, of doing video, this was my third year of university, mind you. And I think in that entire year, I did about thirty videos in total. Jesus, that's like, a lot. That that's like including music videos on the side, promo videos mm. for external companies, um, and yeah, like thirty videos in in two semesters. Like the amount of experience that you get from that. Is I think I got like three years worth of work under my belt in just that's what six to eight months time frame. It's a lot, man. There's a lot of work there, and no one's uh, thought about like you know opening that market up again. I don't know if that's even like a thing anymore. There, it, it always depends on the environment and how tight knit the people are. From there, that was the starting point. And then uh, you got more and more involved in that last year, like towards the end. And in that summer, you and I decided, okay, let's start a business together mm -hmm. because it, it's the name is good. But again, it's a one-person name. Yeah. It's harder to scale that in the future. So I agreed, and we decided to push forward with that. It's funny. I remember uh, when we were talking about uh, becoming like uh, like a business, like business partners, I remember you had a bad experience with the previous guy, right? So you were like unsure about it, and I was like, I was like, I, because that first experience like taught me a lot about you know, being, being careful who you choose, right? Being careful who you work with in, in general, right? Because sometimes it could be someone you trust uh, completely, and then all of a sudden, off the drop of their hat, they just decide to betray you, or or, or you know like turn on you without any communication whatsoever i didn't like i didn't like that i was that that there was no communication well, tell them what happened well what happened was like um so in case anyone doesn't know i started this um the guy who introduced me to filmmaking uh the summer before university i decided to um i got i got very interested in the whole process because i saw what he was doing and i thought it was pretty cool and he showed it to me 
And I was talking with him and I'm like, I think I want to do this as well, but more on the business side of things. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do at first, actually. I wanted to do the business side of things. He was doing more like narrative stuff? Yeah, he was doing more narrative and creative. So it was almost like a no-brainer. It's like, let's let's do it together. You handle the creative. I handle the business and, and all that. And uh, for like two months, it, it was going good. And then we did this uh, 48-hour film challenge program. And... Uh, Why is it always the 48 hour film challenges that cause issues? <laughs> I think it's because there's a lot of high stress and high tense situations and I, I don't know exactly what I think it it's because everyone thinks everyone that does that is usually not professionally doing that stuff. So there's kind of like a clash of egos. Oh, 100%. We'll get to the other story because we had the... Um, we had another similar yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that'll be for another episode because yeah. this is already like we're already getting close to uh, the time. But... Um, Anyways, um, so we decided to go into business together. Yeah. I do the business. He does the creative. Then we went into the 48-hour film challenge. And this was already, uh, first year of uni had already started at that point. It was like September, October. This was first year. Yeah, this was oh, first year. Okay, this okay. was right before first year. This was like 2011 then. Yeah, 2011 in the summer. That's when him and I started oh, doing I this, see. right? Okay. And, we, and then it spilled into first year of uni. Mm -hmm. uh, and... We did the 48-hour film challenge. I think it was like towards the end of September or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, something happened. Like, uh, like he was the one like directing the, the, whole, the whole thing, you know, and, and handling all aspects of it uh, in terms of that. And I was uh, helping produce and like get some of the people together with him, you know, like help manage it. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow randomly at one point, I noticed that he just wasn't, he was just ignoring me. Mm. Just started ignoring me the whole time. I didn't understand what was going on. I, I, I don't know why. I was trying to talk to him because what happens when something's wrong on set? You communicate with the people, yeah. right? Like I didn't even have that much experience and I knew that that's what I needed to do. But he, he just kind of kept going like that and uh, I just kind of let it be and like let's finish the challenge and, um, and get it over with and then later I can talk with him. And um, I think it was like... I tried talking with him after that and he said, yeah, no, it's all good. You know, I was just very stressed and all that. And <laughs> I know, like you hear it now and it sounds like BS, but I, I don't know what it was at the end, uh, back then, but whatever. Uh, and then I think like a week later, I tried to log into our YouTube channel and Facebook or something and I couldn't log in. Jeez. And I'm like, why can't I log in? And I noticed that uh, the passwords changed. Uh, and like everything changed and I'm like, what's going on? And this then it changed the locks on you. <laughs> get back that, home. That's <laughs> literally what he did. That's literally what he did. And then like the, um, uh, like the name of the company was like a combination of our names hmm. and that was changed to a different name, uh, like a few days prior yeah, yeah. without telling me. So he changed the name, uh, of this was on YouTube. Uh, yeah, this was on YouTube. And Dude, how many subscribers did you guys have? We got a couple. I think we got like a couple hundred, like two, 300 at that point. Okay. Which was okay back then. And, uh, yeah, so he, he switched everything. And um, and then I, I, I messaged him. Like, I tried calling him, but he didn't answer. He never liked talking to me on the phone that often. From what I remember, I, I, I don't know, maybe we did. But I messaged him, and I said, like, why did you change all the passwords? And he said, um, and he said... I'm leaving, and I'm taking half. <laughs> <laughs> he came back for everything. No, he messaged me saying... 
uh, you'll get access to our YouTube channel and Facebook when you finally get to my level. You Jesus. are you are not at the level that I am, and, and then maybe I'll consider us what working together. Yeah. You just like texted me that without any context. I'm yeah. like, what just happened? There was no event that I recall that triggered any of this. Mm -hmm. I was only trying to be helpful with whatever we were doing. Yeah, and he just hit that with hit me with that, and I just replied, okay, you know, I can't believe that this is what how you're choosing to go about this and then i never heard back from him again jesus and that was that guy amount to anything you check him out lately uh actually he reached out to me a couple times over the last few years yeah when he saw the success right no he i he's like the guy in carlito's way the guy in the wheelchair vigo mortez and <laughs> it's like hey hombre <laughs> no I, from what i understood he's he's done some pretty uh, good stuff he's done a lot of like narratives and music videos uh i think mm. um because I was, I was following some of the work he was doing after that yeah um he he reached out to me i think three years ago um it seemed like he wanted to kind of bury the hatchet a little bit you know and it's like hey i met with some people who've put life into perspective just wanted to see how you're doing which i i recognize that was a good gesture but you know what are you doing? The twelve-step program? He's yeah. going through all the people he's been a douche to. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I left it open. Sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. I left it open-ended, and I still leave it open-ended. If he wanted, if he wants to reach out to to meet and talk, yeah. Like, I'm cool with that. I I hold no grudges. You know, there's I leave it open-ended, but I realized that he, I wasn't. I guess he wasn't ready to like message me more than that, and then I didn't hear back uh, for like another year. Like that message just kind of fizzled out really quickly because yeah. There was no conversation. So I remember like, uh, yeah, there was some, some shady stuff that went on and I was like, I remember you weren't open, you were like hesitant to the idea and I was like, uh, I gotta like. Hesitant to what? Becoming partners. Oh, you mean, yeah, when yeah, we, yeah, when we got partners, like, yeah. Hesitant and I was like, oh, I gotta like. Well, yeah, think about it. Sweeten like, the deal, like, like convince this guy. <laughs> like, I, I was also with, he was supposed to be one of my closest friends back yeah, then yeah. and then he just up and betrayed me just like that without telling me what happened really there was no communication and so I, w I was hesitant and I was almost I was actually like when you suggested to do it together my first reaction I'm not doing it yeah I'm like no but I think the thing that the thing <laughs> yeah. that was that got me wanting to do it was because uh, you also had uh, a pretty big moment when you reached out uh, a couple months prior because you and I at one point we just we stopped talking for like two months. Yeah, like fizzled out. Like, our, like I don't know how that friendship just fizzled out like that, but I yeah. think it was because of the previous organization we were working with. The, it was a little toxic. It was very toxic, yeah. and uh, the person that was heading it um, apparently was putting some negative uh, energy out there about yeah, me yeah, with yeah. you, and you unfortunately you uh, it, it caught on with you. And I noticed yeah. that, and then we stopped talking for a bit. And then before you even wanted to do anything with me, you first came to me and said, "Hey, man, like I noticed." Like I, I haven't been treating you right, and I'm really sorry. You know, like I want us, I want us to still, to still be friends going forward. And I'm like, you know what? This is very big of you. Let's, let's do it. And that was the first thing. So I'm like, okay, there's, I, I feel like I can trust this guy differently. And the second thing was, um, uh, the second thing was that you had a willingness to learn, mm -hmm. and you were wanting to do this um, purely like for the passion of it right it's like i almost saw like it was like a bit of a reverse situation than what happened with my with my other uh with my first business partner because he was the biz he was the the creative and i was the business and then this was kind of flipped because mm -hmm. you were handling and you kind of do still handle a lot of the business aspects of 
uh, of laughs. But uh, you also do a lot of the creative now. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like how it started. Um, I was a bit more of the creative. You were, you were coming in more from the business, and then I'll teach you what I can creative. With the creative, yeah, yeah. As we go Because I didn't have that background. No, like a- anything you ever learned from a video for like the next few years was while we were working together. I thought I was going to go into law. Like video is oh. nowhere near the horizon. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like we wasn't something that we ever thought of. Like uh, I was just introduced to it as like something on the side. I saw it as like something I could maybe learn for business or marketing yeah. as experience. And then Dude. I didn't even think we were going to like, I didn't think it was going to amount to what it was like up until I think uh, the last year of uni, which was funny because when I was actually starting to like become, you know, uh, when things were picking up, I was like, oh, shit, we can actually, like, turn this into, like, a business thing. I remember talking to you, I'm like, should we even finish school? Like, I, I don't even think I'm going to pass finance anyways, so, like, let's just let's just quit. <laughs> he, he just really did not like his finance class. Finance 401. How you many almost... times did you have to redo it? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, props to Dimitri. That guy, like, got me to pass that class. Oh, yeah. No, but... Oh, the, but the funny thing, was, you forgot to mention the third thing, which was... Uh, uh, when we're talking on the phone and you're kind of like, all right, I'm I'm open to this. I was like, all right, but the uh, and then we did the 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 uh, Scarface bit. Oh yeah, we had the when, it, when Tony's talking to Sosa and he's like, I only tell you this once, Tony. <laughs> don't don't do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm have to bleep it out. <laughs> don't don't mess with me. But those weren't his wording. But that wasn't his wording. But. Um, we kind of laughed at that and I was like, all right, all right. A, a bit of a backstory about, about this. Dario and I, we first became friends because we have a huge passion for films and he introduced yeah. me to a lot of really good movies back then, which I, think, I, I think all, I would, I would a go lot. so far. I'm going to say a lot. Say I'm going to say a lot. When it comes to mob movies, mob movies, pretty much most of it has yeah. come from Dario. And with that, like, that's kind of like how we, we started. Like, and once you and I started, um, once you and I started laps, the business started growing steadily over the next few years. Yeah. I guess uh, we can wrap it up uh, around here. Like this is like it was good to kind of explore like how we started. Yeah. Got emotional almost at times. I thought I was gonna have no, to I grab didn't. you a tissue. No, that was. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Creatives Grab Coffee podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Let us know if there are any topics you would like for us to cover in future episodes. You can reach out to us at creativesgrabcoffee at gmail.com. 